Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, presented by Coors Light. Go from full-time to game-time. Coors Light made to chill. Dennis, what's going on? What's going on? We got the German Playboy of the Year Award winner, Dennis. <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, tell us about that, man. What, what, what does that mean to you, to be named uh, Playboy of the Year in Germany? I mean, uh, it's all about recognition uh, for me. I mean... Uh, we had a great year, great summer with the national team. Um, of course, um, to get you know a award like that is always um, always great, um, especially for my you know legacy growing up in Germany. You know, um, little black dude, you know, uh, growing up there, um, having hard times, and then you know uh, get to get the recognition um, after a great summer is always great. Yeah, that's gotta feel that's gotta feel amazing. I was looking at some of the other voters uh, or the other people who receive votes, and I think you finished above the defense minister or something like that. I, I, I was very confused with this list. I thought it was gonna be some soccer players, but I guess German soccer is in a bad spot right now. I mean, yeah, I mean they they uh, have a big summer coming up um, <laughs> in Germany, so um, I'm gonna be there support them. Um, hopefully, they're going, you know, uh, end up winning it. Yeah. Um, speaking of winning it. Yeah, yeah, you guys have a big summer coming up on the German basketball side too, by the way. But uh, last night, you guys, uh, you guys beat the Hornets. Um, kind of a, a pattern we've seen a little bit. You guys start a little bit slow, but figure it out as the game um, goes on. I, I wanted to ask you specifically about the lineup that you guys closed with. So it was the four of you who normally start, and then Gary Trent in the place of, of Jakob Pertl. Um, that was effective last night. What do you think about that lineup makes it effective for, for the five of you, at least offensively? I think Gary, I mean, he when he is aggressive and um, he's always a threat, you know, to shoot threes. Um, he's a knockdown shooter uh, in this league. Um, give, gives us a lot on the off, uh, defensive end as well, you know, uh, his scrappiness, um, his activity. Um, and Yak, I mean, sometimes for Yak, it's always tough because it's like uh, everybody playing around the the. Um, the three-point line, you know, and um, it's always uh, for Yak a little bit, you know, tougher. So coach doing a great job just adjusting game by game what we need to, you know, win the game. So um, it's always great uh, for the coaches to read it. Um, but I think Gary doing a great job just um, being ready. And, uh, I mean, he had a great performance last night. In addition to the lineup change with Gary in there, you know, you guys were running things through Pat Pascal and Scotty a lot. How much does your role change when the the lineup switches from one with Jakob to a more of a five out lineup? Nothing really. I mean, ever uh, it takes to to win uh, a basketball game at the end of the day. Just been. Um, don't matter if I, you know, score five points or uh, twenty-five points. Um, whatever the, the the team needs to to win a basketball game, and I think everybody got to buy into that. And if we do that, we we be in great shape. So you mentioned earlier uh, about Darko making the adjustments. So something that we've been tracking a lot on the show. Um, I'm not gonna lie, we've been a little hard on Darko. All right, I know that, I know you guys are close, but I want to hear if your perspective from being in the locker room. Um, and being in around a lot of teams and a lot of coaches, how is Darko with adjustments, you feel like? Is he a guy who likes to adjust between games? Is he adjusting mid-game? How open is he to, you know, suggestions from you guys, like the vets? 
I would love to hear about your perspective on Darko's adjustments. I mean, he always listens to everybody. I think to to all the players, if people got suggestions uh, how we play or how we, um, you know, dead night, it don't matter who we play, uh, the coverage is. And uh, he always listens. He's open to it. And um, I think he's doing a great job with that. I think uh, in-game adjustments, once everybody buys into the system and it don't work, then we can switch up, mm. I think. Uh, okay. And if... Everybody got to buy into it first to the system. Everybody got to believe it, that it works. If that happens, you know, and it don't work, then, of course, we can adjust. I feel like that's mm. just me personally, my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Darko, I mean, like I said, he always uh, open up for conversations. If somebody don't like the coverage or whatever we in that night, um, he always asks after, you know, we finish shoot around, do you guys have any questions or opinions of what we have to do or, you know, to be better in the game? So he's always uh, a great listener, um, always great communicating to everybody. Um, but in-game adjustments is always like a, it's a tricky question, you know? Yeah. And um, I think we did a great job with Terry Rozier. I mean, he was... He was uh, Born last night as well, but we did a great job of blitzing him, showing him different coverages as well. So, uh, I mean, if we do that, we, um, I think we really tough to beat. You guys did do a better job on Terry because he was he was going off in the first half, and he could definitely make some mm -hmm. tough shots. That's how that's how the Hornets beat you guys last time too. I mean, you guys got down, but you guys came back. But then they made a whole bunch of tough shots down the stretch. Um, I'm curious in terms of so you mentioned some of the, sometimes you know players will suggest adjustments like. You, who who's suggesting that? Who has the ideas? Like you know, because I want to know who's the future coaches in this team. I mean, uh, you know, we got the OGs uh, in the okay. locker room, so um, I got to shot them out. Gary Temple for sure. Um, they're young, um, but it's a uh, really um, everybody who's chipping in. You know, um, if something has to be said or something. People don't like uh, Pascal sometimes says something or, yeah, I think this should be better. And mm. um, good open communication where we just talk about, you know, the things, the coverage, I think it's always great. And um, we're taking advantage of it. And it's great to have a coach like that who really listens and don't just have his way. Yeah. All right. Last question on Darko, at least. But have you guys had some conversations about any lineup changes? Because. This is something that we asked Darko a lot. Darko is, I think he said, maybe he wants to see the starting lineup for another one or two games and then decide. I wonder if that kind of conversation happens with you guys as well about potential changes in the lineup. I mean, we, we never talked about it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we uh, just want to go, you know, game by game. Um, every single game, go out there. Whoever plays first, uh, whoever starts, you know, um, just to go out there, give everything you have and uh, win basketball games. That's what it comes down to. But, I mean, um, I think how we play right now, um, if we can't stack up games like that and just keep getting better and don't, you know, reset every time when we win a game, um, then the conversation is not going to happen, you know, uh, obviously. So we just got to be better. Um coming out, you know, uh, the games, uh, the first five minutes in the first quarter and the first five minutes in the third quarter. And uh, if we do that, we'd be in great shape. So your next game will be uh, a tough one to keep it rolling. It's the Denver Nuggets. This is the defending champs, a team that you got a, a long look at 
last year in the playoffs. Um, what do you remember more? Like, what stands out most uh, about that playoff series against them that, that you were in? I mean, last year, that was really hard to stop. Um, they had uh, all around just great players. Uh, of course, um, a superstar or two of the superstars uh, who was really unwilling uh, or re really, sorry, willing to pass the ball and being unselfish um, and leading the way, you know, of um, it don't matter if they score five points or 10 points, if they get a W, they're really happy about winning the game. And I mean, if you have stars like that who, you know, leads by example, and making sure that everybody's on the same page uh, is uh, nothing you can do there. And if you have around um, those great role players they had, you know, with Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon, um, Brown, um, both Browns did a great job. Uh, then Cartwell, Pope, uh, MPJ. I mean, it's, it's really hard to stop them. And tomorrow, like I said, though, it's, uh, every single game we want to take it. Uh, as a challenge and um, try to win every single game. So we're going to try to come out hard tomorrow and uh, try to, you know, uh, win a basketball game. So this is obviously a Canadian program, you in Canada. We got to ask about Jamal Murray. He's one of our stars. What was it like going up against Jamal Murray? What's the toughest thing about covering Jamal Murray? Yeah, Jamal is, uh, I mean, playing with the Joker yeah. makes him special. Um, he's fitting perfectly with the Joker, um, the Joker, like I said, how he passed the ball, um, how they play pick and roll. I mean, you got to go up both of them. You know, they really, both of them are really threats. So you got to be uh, really careful with shooting. I mean, mid-range shots, floaters, getting to the lane, uh, really athletic too still. Um, so it's really, really tough to guard him. But I mean, for me, what I did in the series, you know, just picking up full court, don't... Um, because every time when he brings it up so easy and he don't have no pressure to it, then it's, it's just, you know, like practice for him. Mm -hmm. You know, they're too good of the players to just um, pick up at the three-point line and then just guard him. So for me, it was always, you know, picking up full court, um, make him, you know, uh, earn every every single thing he, he doing. And, um, I mean, I don't know what the coverage is tomorrow, but uh, that's... Uh, what I have in mind right now, just, you know, to make it really difficult on them. When you play against top international stars like this, like my, my guess is that you're just focused on the Raptors right now, but do you, do you, does a part of you think like, man, I might see Jamal in the Olympics this year for Canada. I might see Jokic in the Olympics this year for Serbia. How, how much is, you know, Germany summer ahead on your brain when, when you play these top international guys? I mean, it's all, both uh, competitions is always respect. And um, of course, um, I know they're superstars um, in the league um, and they're playing great basketball. But at the end of the day, for me, um, it's just another, you know, basketball game. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody's going to go out there, compete the hardest you can and try to get a W. And um, But, I mean, it's always great to see those guys uh, internationally uh, at Fever and uh, in the NBA. And you get to, you know, talk in and uh, talk about the summer or whatever, and um, it's it's always great seeing them. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're looking forward to the World Cup, man. Or not the World Cup, the the Olympics. Uh, it's, if it's anything like the World Cup, it's gonna be amazing. All right, last question. We gotta ask you about Jeff Teague because we we keep coming back to this subject. We always run out of time. So to set this up, there was a Jeff Teague one on I think a show with Shams uh, and Lou Williams, who uh, another former teammate of yours in Atlanta. And Lou Williams asked Jeff Teague, 
uh, who is the most annoying trash talker you played against? And Jeff Teague answered that it was you. Um, and, and, and Lou Williams kind of laughed about it because he's like, well, I was teammates with these guys. I remember what it was like in practice. I believe that was your rookie year. He, he was one of the uh, – he was vets. He was kind of injured that year. But, um, yeah, what, what, what were those practices like, especially when you were a rookie coming in and, and, you know, Jeff was obviously the starter, but you were the backup. What was the, what was the competition like at that time? Oh, really, really competitive. Uh, I was, I mean, 18, 19 at the time. Yeah. Uh, was still a young kid, you know, coming from Germany. Um, coming to Atlanta was a culture shock for me. So at the end of the day, just, you know, try to compete, just um, picking up full court, um, you know, just, you know, being engaged every single practice. Uh, he was playing, uh, of course, but I didn't have, you know, uh, too much playing time. So, um I always, you know, in practice came out 110% just to be out there and try to get a chance to go out there. And um, that's probably what he didn't like. Uh, I mean, with Lou and uh, Jeff, I didn't never had really outside. Uh, I was not really outside of basketball with them. Mm. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I take it as a as a, a positive note. Um because, I mean, he helped me too, I got to say. I mean, offensively, defensively, um, he always, you know, talked to me uh, as a vet and uh, told me too, like, one day it's going to be your team. And, I mean, he always said great things. And um, so I'm, I don't have nothing uh, bad to say about them. Um, so, yeah. Well, it was interesting because... Um... You know, a few years later, when you guys were on different teams, I don't know if you remember this, but I think this was 2019. You were on OKC. Jeff Teague was on Minnesota. And there was a game where I looked it up. Jeff Teague, like, you guys got into a little pushing match, and then Jeff Teague pushed you twice, and he got ejected from this game when he was playing in Minnesota. Do you remember this incident at all? This is 2019 now. Yeah. Yeah, I think, was it in OKC? It was in OKC, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember that. I don't know what what it was about though. So mm. I mean, like I said, uh, competitive people. Yeah. You know, he knew um, what happened in Atlanta. You know, um, he went somewhere. I got his spot, and um, I mean, we just you know going at it um, in a basketball game. So um, that's what happens. You know, uh, in the NBA, that's the competitive probably most the most competitive league uh, on the best league in the world. So people always want to prove a point. And um, I'm always there for it, you know, and um, uh, I'm never going to, you know, back down on any situations. But, I mean, I, I still have a good relationship with him, I would say. Um, every time when something good happened, you know, I text him mm -hmm. and um, or DM him, and he's doing the same. So um no hard feelings there. That's good. That's good. All right. No beef here. I'm going to stop trying. Uh, the funniest thing, too, is I was watching that video of, of, of that ejection of, well, after you guys pushed each other. You were not ejected. He was ejected. Uh, there was one OKC assistant coach that came over to pull you away because, you know, when when people, you know, you guys didn't scrap, in, in, but, you know, when when two guys start pushing each other, everybody rushes onto the court, and it's usually the assistants who pull yeah. you off. You know which assistant pulled you off for OKC? 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's either Dave or Dave, um, or I mean, Darko was on the team. Probably Darko. <laughs> it was Darko, man. It was yeah, Darko. Darko, Darko, Darko came Darko to get you off the court, man. 
But I didn't realize Darko had this big, like, beard at the time. This I almost didn't recognize him. <laughs> yeah, Darko, I mean, uh, like I said, we go way back, man. So yeah. um, uh, it's always, always uh, great to be around him. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, I mean, special character. He's gonna, he's gonna be uh, great in this league. I mean, he's been around the game 27, 30 years, so um, he's uh, he's great. All right, we gotta be nicer to Darko, man. But uh, you know, this this Darko with the beard look was was kind of hard. He looked uh, he looked a lot more serious, you know. Now he's called yeah, clean shaven. Yeah. He looks all young again. It's it's different. So, um, <laughs> all right, Dennis, we'll we'll let you go to uh, wherever you're going. Drive safe. Right, you're not driving, obviously. Someone's <laughs> driving for you. But uh, appreciate you, and we'll call you again next week. All right, man. Appreciate you guys.